The first of these Christian virtues that I want to deal with is faith. We're going to actually move in Paul's order in Colossians. So we're going to go faith, love, and then we're going to go into hope. So let's start with faith faith first. Here's what verses 2 and 4 say yet again. Verse 2, to the saints and faithful brethren in Christ who are at Colossae, grace to you and peace from God our Father. Now skip down to verse 4. He says, he's given thanks for them, since we heard, that's why they're giving thanks, since we heard of your Faith in Christ Jesus and the love which you have for all the saints. Now, there's a couple of things that I would like you to, um, I'd like you to explore inside of this. Um, that first, we have a location for this particular faith. Can you spot that location? In Christ. This is important. And then verse 4, since we have heard of your faith in Christ. So we have to make sure that we're understanding the location of faith. So he says, to the holy ones, and then he uses this next term, to the faithful brethren in Christ who are at Colossae. There's two words for faith that I want you to see here, and they're the same root word. There's pistis, which is faith, and there's pistos, which is faithful. This is, uh, this is teaching us about fidelity. It's ta- it's It's the same term that you would say when you have a faithful husband or a faithful wife. Okay, She or he is uh, faithful to you. They trust you and are trustworthy in this context. So Paul starts off and he says, To the holy ones and to the pistos or to the faithful, those of fidelity, those brethren in Christ who are at Colossae, grace to you and peace from God our Father. And then in verse 4, he says, since we heard of your, this is pistis, right? Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus. This is trust. Remember what faith means, church. Trust, and that is all. It's very clear that without faith, it's impossible to please God. We read that in Hebrews 11.6, right? But we should always keep in mind that faith has to have an object. Faith has to have a location. It is faith in Christ Jesus, okay? Make sure you see this. In this case, Paul wants the Colossians to understand that he is actually praising God for them and their trust in Jesus, not that they have some spiritual superpower called faith that they exercise. What he's getting at is a deep and abiding trust in Jesus Christ. As Christians who are growing in maturity, we are learning not only to have faith in Jesus, but we're also learning to have faith in what he says. This is another sublocation uh, of faith that I want you to, I want you to uh, keep your mind on. In Hebrews 11.6, whatever is done not of faith, that's a sin. We, we have to live by faith. Um, it goes on to say something very powerful. I'm going to have him put it up on the screen. So Hebrews 11:6 6 says this, And without faith it's impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is. But I love this next line. This is where Christians need to develop a deep understanding of God. He, you must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. In what testament does Hebrews appear? The old or the new? 
the new. So this isn't some sort of uh, idea that we get to throw away because we go, oh, that's Old Testament works anything. No, God is the same God yesterday, today, and forever. And that God said that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. What are we supposed to do, church? Seek him. We're supposed to humble ourselves. Our faith needs to be in the location of God, but it also needs to be in the location of what God says. He is the word, after all. I believe in my observations of our church, um, the same thing that I see Paul seeing, and Timothy, for that matter, and Epaphras, for that matter, I believe that I see the same things in our church that he sees or that they see in Colossae. And I praise God that he's doing this. Here's what, here's what I see, and I want, you to, I want you to hear me. I see a group of people that make mistakes. Duh. Because if you're not going to agree with me there, we, already, we have another series of problems. But I see a group of people that make mistakes. I see a group of people that still, whether we want to admit this boldly or not, we still sin and we still fall short of the glory of God. Don't we? Do we have to? It's a different story. You've been given everything you need pertaining to life and godliness. But I really didn't mean that, so you're stuck in sin. That's not, that's not what the Bible says. What the Bible says is that God has called you out of something. He has given you gifts. He's given you abilities. He's given you his word. He's given you brothers and sisters. He's called you to righteousness. But here's the beautiful truth of the Bible. If you sin, and look it up in your Bibles. It does say if, not when. If you sin, he is faithful and just to forgive all those who confess that sin of unrighteousness. Guess what the MO of the church is? Humility. The MO of the church is repentance. We're always going to be your repentant people, church. So I see this in our church. I see a, a group of people that sin and fall short of the glory of God. But here's what I also see. I, have, I see a group of people that when they do, run to Jesus to fix it. I don't see a group of people that have it all right. And I sure don't look in the mirror and see a person who has it all right. But I see a people who deeply want to follow Jesus. And I hope that you know that when I go on these uh, soapboxes or these messages on holiness, it is only because the word of God commands. That's what a people of grace do. Amen. Amen. So if we connect this with last week's message, if we connect faith and faith having the object of Christ Jesus and faith having the object which is what God calls us to do, then uh, we can all see why Paul actually, actually tells these Christians, uh, warns these Christians against man-made philosophies because they're already being faithful to God. Why would they want to change that? Why would they want to sacrifice that? You're already walking after him. You've already sacrificed your life. You've already picked up your cross. Why in the world would you go back to the things which imprisoned you before? Same message that Paul preaches is the message that I constantly refer to week after week. Faith and trust in man is not what saves. Faith and trust in you is not what saves. Faith and trust in your denomination or affiliation is not what saves. Faith and trust in the word of God and the one who is the word of God is all that matters. 